The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's another Sunday night here in Toronto, and it's fair to say strange times we're living in. We're going to find out how exactly this whole quarantine situation affects the state of comedy. What's going to happen with live shows? What's going to happen with stand-up comedy in general? What are comedians going to do? And how are they avoiding going stir-crazy right now? I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are back. It is our first, uh, it's not, not a traditional show, but it is our first live show back on the air. We took a hiatus for a couple of weeks, obviously, with the state of the world. The entire world is on shutdown right now. Needless to say, there's no live comedy happening, but there are things happening. Comics are hitting the airwaves. They're hitting social media. They're hitting the online digital platforms and creating new content. A lot of people who would only normally be live on stage are finding new ways to pump content out and just sort of keeping alive and keeping sane during all this COVID craziness. Uh, I, of course, have our producer Vince Tedesco on the line with me. How you doing, buddy? This is called remote broadcasting. A new remote term, broadcasting. A new term. But I mean, first it was social distancing. Now it's remote broadcasting. Everybody's doing it, Dean. It really is. And it's funny, you know, we, we played kind of, uh, you know, a couple of our, our own favorite episodes from season four so far, just over the past couple of weeks. Obviously, we haven't been in studio. We haven't had our panel of people coming in uh, because everything's on lockdown. Uh, but everybody's doing it. You watch all the late shows on TV. People are doing these home, you know, home broadcasts, comics. Yeah, it's crazy. Toronto it's and blowing up with all this. It really is. And I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I applaud people for their efforts. I'm glad that people are still trying to, you know, reach out to their audience and, and get people content that they can watch and, and comedy that they can consume during this. But I don't know. Can you have you been watching any of these these late shows where it's like Fallon in his living room with his kids running around and behind him and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, I caught a couple. David Spade's a good one to watch. I've also caught a lot of uh, Instagram lives that. One comic from one coast is going on live on Instagram with another comic from the West Coast and or another comic from another part of the world or another comic from another part of the city. How is it like in your end? What's it like in your end? What's happening? They're usually late night when they're drunk. But uh, they're saying that businesses that are still remained open are essential businesses or essential services. Well, yeah. now more than ever, comedy 
is an essential service, I think. I think we need to shut off the TV every once in a while, sit back, have a laugh, and maybe shut our brain off from all the craziness that's happening. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, obviously, it's really weird to watch this stuff, and you kind of you kind of forget constantly that literally everybody on the planet is experiencing this at the exact same time because you think, well, everything's closed down and my city is shut down and there's there's no live comedy, there's no venues that are open. But it, when you watch these people on late night TV and you know radio hosts broadcasting from home, ourselves included, of, of course, now it's you kind of forget for a second that this is just happening worldwide. This is happening everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, know. you, you look outside and this is your own neighborhood, but it's a global pandemic and it's crazy uh, to think that, you know, the people who broadcast the news and bring you the news are the, the ones that have to go in every day or go to work every day or wake up every day and, and either do the remote broadcast or go into a studio and report it to you. From a comedy perspective, I mean, what the hell is this going to look like when it's all said and done on the other side of it all? It'll be interesting to see, and I, we have a couple of guests joining us tonight that I want to get into that with them. Uh, yes, we got we're Dom. broadcasting as well. Social. We, we do. We have uh, Dom Perret from here in Toronto, and then Christina Walkinshaw, who, of course, Canadian comic, made, made the move to L.A. years ago, and now she's based in New York, which is a huge hotbed, unfortunately, for the spread of coronavirus right now, and that city's completely on lockdown. Uh, so it'll be interesting to hear their take on what they think will happen to live stand-up comedy once, you know, sort of the dust settles and we do eventually slowly go back to normal and, you know, theaters are open again and comedy clubs are open again and bars are open again and how that's going to change things, you know? Yeah. Hopefully people hopefully people will be stir-crazy enough by that point that they'll go, we have to get out and see more live comedy. But like you said, Vince, I mean, right now, we probably don't normally get this much of a spike in people because everybody's sitting at home for the most part. So people sitting at home listening to albums and streaming specials and watching people take to YouTube and try to pump out new content. So it's interesting what that switch will be like after all of this. Yeah. Netflix is making a killing right now. And the memes, the comedy memes are killer. They're just, they're spot on. Because everybody's got nothing but time. (laughs) Weird Al said immediately that he wasn't going to do a My Corona. No, I, I've heard he said a remake from Staying Alive. That was a good one. <laughs> he said he refused. I thought Daddy Yankee could maybe do a Quarantina version of Gasolina. There you go. Yeah, bring that yeah, one back. It just keeps on rolling. It's I would like to say though, I really, I wish Trump would stop calling it the Wu flu. As as a lifelong Wu Tang fan, I'm worried about that. I find that offensive. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of uh, jokes that are, you know. Uh, cross the line and, and come near the line, as they say. But uh, yeah, it's I guess hashtag never too soon to make jokes. Well, we're we're going to be broadcasting for the next probably few weeks, anyways, from isolation. So Vince and I are in undisclosed locations. We're going to have different guests joining us every week. Uh, we're going to come back from break. We're going to have Dom Parade joining us online from somewhere here in Toronto and find out what his whole take on this thing is and how he thinks it's going to affect the comedy business and just the way audiences come out after this. We'll be right back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Louis Black and you're listening to Inside Jokes, which is why it's funny, you idiot! (laughs) Why do the birds go on singing? Why do the stars glow above? 
You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, it is our first, I'm going to say isolation edition. We are doing the show remotely. Nobody knows where I am. Nobody knows where our producer Vince Tedesco is. And of course, we have a couple of comics joining us on the show today to talk about how this whole quarantine situation affects comedy uh, and honestly, what the hell stand-up's going to look like after this even. Uh, so we have Dom Perret joining us on the line right now. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm at home doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you know, for, for people who are working, touring, full-time club comics like yourself, I mean, obviously there's the whole financial and career aspect of this, but just in general, I mean, how are you not going stir-crazy right now? I don't know, man. Like, I like, like what you're supposed to do is like be like, oh, I'm gonna write a whole new hour, yeah, comedy yeah. on this downtime. But I don't want to do that. Like, it's it's so uh, the quarantine thing kind of gets in front of you, where all you can think is like, I'm gonna try to write jokes, but all you can think about is this like self isolation thing, and it makes you wonder how the hell it's gonna be funny again, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. We'll get through it. Comedy has always like survived. The problem is stand-up is unique. It's real time. It has to be in front of an audience. That's the whole trade-off. So I, and it's probably going to get kicked down for a good six months. Like even when this, if this ended like tomorrow, it's six months at least till it can revitalize itself. I, I think so too, because you're going to have to rebuild that audience. You're going to also have this wave where people are sort of going to be tiptoeing just around the general idea of, you know, going back out to bars, going back out to comedy clubs, going back out to restaurants. So that sort of having yeah. that live audience is, is going to have to build up again too. But it's a good point too, talking about how a lot of comics are going to sit there and go, this is my chance. I'm going to write all this material. The difficulty with that is though, as a comic, even if you do decide to take some time off and write a new chunk of time, when you take out that fact of being able to go and just be live on stage and just even just blow off some steam at an open mic a couple times a week, taking that out of the equation completely, I think, takes away from the writing process, doesn't it? Well, it depends on who you are as a comic. Like some people really do need to do the real time sort of delivery to hear it for the first few times. But I mean, realistically, like I'm speaking from an actual like working comedian's perspective where it's the whole industry is based on audience and the audience being sort of like probably not wanting to get into a cramped space to watch a show for a while, but then also they're all spending their savings right now trying to make it through this. Yeah. So when they come out of this, it's going to be in one of those uh, very recessionary modes where no one has any, like they might have money, but they don't have any money that they can justify to themselves as a luxury. Like there's nobody who's going to spend, uh, you know, like a bunch of money on a new kitchen right now. You, you're going to want to sit on your nest egg. So comedy's yeah. a luxury, you know, that's like, it's, it's a luxury sort of uh, entertainment capacity. And it's really hard to argue going out to a club and spending uh 20 to 50 bucks a head, basically when you could just stay at home and watch a Netflix special. It really is. And I mean, you know, you'd like to think that, okay, people are going to be, stir crazy enough after all this kind of returns to normal that they'll, they'll, you know, they just spent two months watching Netflix specials and listening to podcasts and downloading albums. Maybe they'll be so anxious to just get out and do something again that they'll go see live shows. But like you said, people are going to re be recovering from this financially. It's not going to be like a necessary spend to most people. Yeah, it's definitely not like it's art, right? And art kind of comes in this weird 
form where it's like yeah we all we all want it we all need it but uh you know right now like you can see it being offered for free like every every open micer in toronto at this point is doing some sort of live stream show of like uh watered down whatever comedy because uh, it can't be that potent real-time existence you know yeah don, don do you remember your last set before all this happened like your last live set what club you're at and everything uh yeah yeah for sure i do i was uh well i had two actually but uh the same night i did a, a corporate uh, thing which was lovely and then i went to a pot club which is like uh it's, it's the awesome. underground yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know. Well, the interesting thing is take those memories with you now. We kind of like you have to hold on to it till all this passes, I guess. I mean, yeah, but it's like you know, stand up is like uh, it's very much a needle on a record, right? So it's like as soon as that record stops playing, you move on to the next thing. Like I don't really, I don't really hold on to those shows. I, I definitely want to get back on stage at some point, but I get why it's not going to happen for a while. Yeah. And for you, I mean, every comic you know that's making money in this industry right now is like hurting a lot. (laughs) Yeah, but we're not just like you know creatively we'd like to get back, but I'm also like oh yeah rent. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. Like I mean, you know, obviously we've talked about this the last four plus years on this show. I mean, being a working comic, especially here in Canada, I mean that's listen, it's a struggle. Money wise, it's a struggle. You know, it's all about the gig sheet. It's all about what's coming next. As soon as one gig is done, that's like distant memory. It's all about exactly what you could put on your plate next, you know? So, I mean, for now, there's a lot of comics. I mean, the up-and-coming comics and the newer sort of open micers and stuff who are just going out and hitting the stage every night just to work on material, a lot of them do have day jobs in restaurants and bars, you know, waiting and busing and cooking. So, I mean, for them, it's sort of twofold. Whereas for the working comics like yourself, that this is what you do with your life, it's sort of taking a step back and going, okay, what's the industry going to look like after this? Yeah. And it'll be hard and it'll be sort of like, uh, you know, like a great scourge went through our whole industry, but it'll be interesting because I'm I'm sure half of the people who do comedy now won't survive it, uh, which is great. It just opens up a lot of spaces and a lot of (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like our own Spanish flu that we needed to come in and sort of, yeah. It's like a wildfire, man. The first forest isn't going away, but there's going to be some new saplings in the next year for sure. Uh, I mean, you know, we got like 5,000 open micers in the city, so who knows? We'll see what happens with that. We'll come back with more Dom on Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my... uh, (laughs) Still got my teeth, and uh, (laughs) my own teeth. And we're on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And this isolation, quarantine, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, edition, 
that we're doing remotely is, of course, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. Vince, I think we need maybe need a new uh, cell line for Hakeem right now. Post looking for Hakeem, I guess, eh? Helping you see YouTube videos more clearly, Hakeem Optical. Helping you see (laughs) Keep that social distance. You can see the six feet mark with Hakeem Optical. Uh, We of course have Optical. It's uh, also a spit guard. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna have to completely. Everything's going to need to be rebranded. So, Dom, we were talking before the break about just you know what what you think this industry is going to look like even once we do come back from this because we don't know this you know this whole shutdown of restaurants and comedy clubs etc it could go on for another month it could go on for another two months we really don't have any idea obviously yeah. but even sort of the the ripple effect of what happens economy wise after we come back because i mean it's you know 20 years ago when when 9-11 happened and we were all sort of running around going is this it is this the end of the world is this world war three yeah, but the nine eleven you know is like much more of an emotional reality, like a, a huge uh, check for the soul and the heart for it was millions of Americans. But uh, this is sort of like uh, it's completely reversed. It's like a like a version of it where everyone's trying to avoid being it. You know, it's really kind of getting into your head a little bit. It really is because it made you. It's not just the idea of well, I don't get to work right now to you know go watch comedy shows. I don't get to go to the movie theater, whatever. It's, it's, it's such a strange scenario and such a strange world. We found ourselves waking up to like two weeks ago, really, but it makes you, it, it, you have this fear now of human contact that was, didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like you go, I mean, what's going to happen to this whole industry though, is because of that fear, it'll make people like reticent to actually kind of get together for a little bit. Like, like a good example would be like the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. I think they moved themselves from April to August, which is a smart yeah. move. Uh, but their uh, average ticket price is like, you know, it's 55 bucks and up. They do theater, soft seat. So they're playing towards people who are like 50 to 70. And those people are going to be really just wary of getting together in large groups. <laughs> because the, yeah. the immune compromised, the older, uh, more likely to have struggles with Corona. So like, you know. It, will they be able to even meet the numbers to sell out a theater to then do a taping? Will they be able to jumpstart something? You know, because this whole year, as far as I'm concerned, it really is sort of like um, it's up in the air right now. Like what was is definitely not going to be. Like Just for Laughs is coming up in the summer, and I can't imagine that they're going to be able to pull it off. They just they canceled the Olympics. It's around the same time. You know, <laughs> so like yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. happening at all. There's no announcement, but yeah, that's, I don't think that looks good. Which is the, yeah. If the Olympics are wiped out, then the comedy Olympics might be too. I mean, it's, you know, going back to the nine 11 thing, it's, you know, coming up on 20 years ago now, but when we look back at that, it's, it's hard to even remember what things were like before that. But now, I mean, you know, you go to the airport, things are completely different now. Now, 20 years later, we're all just bitching about taking off our shoes at the airport. But it's it's even the little things that might come out as a result of this. I mean, how many businesses aren't going to take cash anymore after this? How 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 long is this whole social distancing thing going to be sort of in place and just sort of an unspoken thing that we still adhere to, you know? Yeah, it might be. But it's, we're also in like this sort of weird tipping point of generations where like some people just don't care. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, comedy's always been one of those things where it's only cool when it's real time and when it's like you know fifty people to a hundred people in a room. That's that's the cool part of it, and that'll end up coming back. But it'll take a while, man. It really will. It's, uh, it, 
It's going to well, probably I'm, like uh, be like, uh, you know, it's like comedy got the flu, dude. <laughs> like it's just, it's going well, to be bad. You kind of hit on something interesting there, which is, you know, every comic on the planet right now is turning around and, you know, cranking out new stuff on YouTube and pumping whatever albums they have and doing live social media streams. Before all this happened, there was still a lot of stand-up comics out there in the world, and we've talked about this on this show a lot, that would sort of thumb their noses at, you know, YouTubers and the social media comics. But now everybody is forced onto those platforms. Do you think that uh, attitude is going to change coming out of this? If you're desperate, you're on there for sure. If you're de- uh, <laughs> yeah. There's open micers trying really hard to still continue to interact and maybe they're trying to learn, but ultimately some of these people just should be YouTubers or Instagram people because they want to do that. That's they, I don't think they really want to do stand up. They just found that easy to access, but everyone else yeah. is jumping in on it. Um, your Trevor Noah's on all the way down. Uh, that's just brand maintenance. They're all trying to just occupy a space because they want to maintain their TV show and this is all over. Yeah. It's like yeah. One's desperate to maintain and one's desperate to build. And it's like, yo, if you're really a comedian and you, you really want to do stand up, like this version of comedy, uh, you know that that ain't it. Like, <laughs> we're not, we're not, let me get on Instagram and you can, you can, pretend they can send me an emoji when i do a joke i'm like that's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see how many people that are turning to this right now just sort of completely abandon it afterwards i mean once once open mics are back and once they're back yeah i think it'll, even if they don't abandon it it'll take a while to come back because like you know to your point a lot of them work is like you know waiters or whatever something in the service industry to get by is like now that's just going to be primary income to actually pay the bills that they've been deferring over these couple months and it'd yeah. be hard to justify extra time and expense for sitting at an open mic uh you know when you when you could just be working basically yeah which is what we'll all be doing as we head head straight from this to a massive global recession yeah yeah well that's also historically uh where comedy does well because we're cheap <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we'll need it. We'll need the last. Dom, thanks so much, buddy. No worries, buddy. Thanks a lot. Do well. Stay safe. Stay safe, and I'm sure we'll talk to you during all this. Thanks, Dom. Thanks again, Dom Prey. And we'll be right back with Christina Walkinshaw, all the way from New York, right here on the Isolation Edition of Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yo, this is White Wine. Young Riesling. You're tuned in to AM640 Inside Jokes, Jokes. baby. Ha! listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is our special isolation edition. I'm recording from, I was going to say an undisclosed location, but let's not glam it. I'm just sitting in my backyard right now. Vince, our producer, is somewhere else in this city. How are you doing, Vince? I'm good. I'm in my living room, chit-chatting away with you guys. Uh, kind of going to be the new normal, I guess, right, for a while? That is the new normal for now. I mean, we're going to, you know, who who knows how many weeks or months or whatever until we get back in the studio. So we just got friends in comedy calling in from different places. Uh, we got before the break a bit of a darker perspective from Dom Prey. 
Count on Dom. You know, that's what I was thinking. So we're going to switch things up now. We have one of our favorite Canadian comics, hasn't been on the show in a while, made the move to L.A. some years ago and is now based in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. We've got Christina Walkinshaw on the line. Hi, how are you? How are you? How are you? How are you hanging in there? How are you staying sane during all this? I mean, I'm doing okay. I, I am fine. I'm great. I, but I just hate saying that because I know everybody in the world's dying. Uh, but I say I'm great just so everybody knows I'm okay. And I, and I wish I could have heard Dom on your show, but I, I feel like I probably am the appropriate chaser for whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of are because I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of went to Dom for the sort of. You know, like, not, he did, he's not going to gloss over it, right? It's like, here's what I think stand-up comedy is going to look like once this does end and how long it's sort of going to take to limp back to normal and all that stuff. And I was curious what you think about that, too. But, I mean, I'm, I'm also curious for you, being based in New York right now, obviously, the, you I know. Literally, I literally moved to New York on February 29th. Yeah, you just my, got there. Sweet, in my sweet, like, idealistic, manifesting brain, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to take a leap of faith on a leap year. It's perfect. <laughs> this apartment, like, randomly fell in my lap. Like, I got the perfect <laughs> apartment. Everything lined up amazing. I even got, like, a JetBlue flight out of Burbank for $99. I'm like, this is the best move I've ever made in my life. And I finally started to get stage time. The stage time here is just amazing for a stand-up comic. Like, you could just show up places, and they'd be like, hey, do you want to go up? And it's like comedy mecca. And then yeah. civilization shut down. So, Which <laughs> is so crazy because, like, with you especially, I mean, watching, you know, people watching you on social media and everything, like, you as a comic, you're all over the map. You're all over the place. You're on cruise ships. You're traveling. You're on. You're going all over the world. Now it's like for you to be just glued in one place is. I can't think of maybe any other comic I know that that's more inappropriate for. Oh my god! I, know. I literally, if you were like search the hashtag vacations only on Instagram, it's like all pictures of my life because uh, my life <laughs> does look like a vacation. You know what's so crazy is so. So I've been working on cruise ships for about a year now, and I know yeah. that there's a stigma behind working on them that a lot of people will be like, oh, that's where comics go to die, or that's where all the hacks work or whatever. But I was working for a cruise line that I felt like was really rebranding, and it was like a levity club on board, and it was still me and two other comics, like proper comedy club. Um, and it was super fun, and I was making great money. Yeah. And uh, so then I wrote an article for the Comedy Tribune, like kind of trying to – just kind of acts that stigma behind being a cruise ship comedian. And I was so proud of my article and I was kind of like showcasing how much money I made and how much fun I was having and how much I was learning as a stand-up too. Like just being able to perform for so many diverse crowds. Yeah. And then uh, guess what? Uh, this month alone, I obviously lost $7,500 worth of cruise work because of the virus. Wow. And it was like, I just got to this place where I was like, you know what? I'm proud to be a cruise comedian. I'm having fun. And, I'm working with amazing, like talented people, and then, and then I, that went away. So, and that I, that industry, that is something that's like, that's a part of stand up. That's like a subdivision or whatever of stand up comedy. That I don't know when that part of the industry is going to bounce back. Like I think a lot of those cruise lines might go out of business. Totally, and I mean it's you know it's not just the fact that obviously that form of sort of 
hospitality and travel vacations and all that is shut down right now. Cruise ships got a bad rap because there's a bunch of them just floating around right now that are under quarantine. So, I mean, I don't know why those cruises wouldn't have pulled over for lack of a better term. <laughs> Cause probably no one's letting them in pull over. Pull over. Like, I don't That's know so why. True. I mean, they didn't get docked like weeks ago. Like that, that, that hall in America one that I just saw a few days ago, yeah. I was like, why was that one even still? That's like that. That's baffling. So that's awful. But anyway, I don't work for it, that. It's it true though. I mean, for comics like yourself and Jason Blanchard's another one, Dylan Mendelson. Like, there's a, there's a handful of Canadian comics that have went out there and worked the cruise circuit. And for you guys, it's been a fantastic opportunity. And it, it's true. I mean, who really knows if or when that will bounce back? But there is yeah. there there is a silver lining. There is some stuff you're working on. So when we come back from break, we're going to find out what you're doing during this whole crazy apocalypse that we're living in right now. Pseudo apocalypse. I wouldn't say, you know, it's going to end eventually, but what you're working on and keeping busy right now and just what the vibe is like in New York right now. And we'll be right back with more Christina Walkinshaw right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640. And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you tell me over and over and over again, my friend, I you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you see your, hopefully, COVID medication soon, more clearly. How's that one, Vin? COVID results. Hopefully it's a negative. Hopefully seeing your COVID (laughs) test results more clearly. It's going to take, like, three, four weeks of us doing this show remotely before we have, like, a good, solid quarantine plug for Hakeem Optical. And then hopefully by then it's over anyways. That's... That's the thought. But we have Christina Walkinshaw on the line all the way from Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yes. The I finally made it. Oh, say that again? It's like, the, you're, it's like the epicenter of hipsterdom is where you are. I mean, it totally is. I probably stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, I'm literally <laughs> wearing a fuchsia and white polka dot robe right now. Uh, and like, <laughs> Christina, <laughs> did you actually watch a couple live gigs when you were there? What was that? Did you actually do a couple of live gigs when you moved out there? Like, were you able to get into a couple of clubs before all this crazy? I mean, I definitely started, I was really lucky. I hit the ground running and I have lots of friends that live here. And it's, it's so different than LA. Like in LA, I feel like you definitely have to schmooze a little bit, maybe go watch a show. And then, you know, you're put on the waiting list for that show. And you're like, oh, you get to perform here in eight months. Um, Yeah. Here. I went out with friends and I just like literally was playing that game. I was like, Oh, just come watch. I don't need like, I don't need to go on stage or whatever. And then literally every single show I went to, I ended up getting on stage. So that's good. Do you remember your last set? Yeah. They like, they're amazing. And and I feel like this city definitely has an appreciation for, for up. There's a lot of people I think that live and come to this city to be entertained. Like this is, you know, you come for Broadway shows, people want to be entertained. And then I feel like in LA, everybody is an entertainer. So even the yeah. people in the crowd probably want to be on stage. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you yeah, get like real I, audiences here. I think that has always been sort of the flip side, like LA, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but I mean, you, you go to LA and everybody there, everybody in town, 
whether they're busting your table or pouring your coffee or everybody's an aspiring something. Everybody's an actor or a comic, a writer, whatever. New York is sort of, New York is more of a stand-up mecca. It's more for stand-up purists. I mean, that's sort of stand-up comedy ha- is it's an entire own culture there. Whereas LA, it's, oh, it's all about getting in front of the camera and getting, you know, getting your name up there kind of a thing. Yeah. It's just another thing wrapped into show business, as they say. What's I mean? So, so Christina, like watching all the news and stuff, what, what's the vibe like in New York right now? Obviously it is sort of one of the bigger hotspots in the States for this whole outbreak thing. I mean, but we're watching that from the outside. Everybody's hyping this up so much. And of course it's all you see on the news. It's all you see on social media. We're hearing about this 24 seven. What's the, the vibe actually like in New York for you right now? I mean, it's hard to say because I literally leave my apartment once a week. I go out for groceries. Yeah. I go I go to the wine shop and I get an Americano. I get like a proper coffee and that is it. And definitely, obviously everything's shut down. A lot of places, like even the, the fancier coffee shops, you have to order your coffee online and then they'll just like hand it to you out of a window. Yeah, the yeah. grocery store uh, cashiers, they all have like walls and masks and gloves on um you're not allowed to use reusable like bags anymore they have to give you like fresh paper bags um it is grim and it is weird uh just to see a completely shut down new york because you know not to be a hack here because i'm already a cruise comic but it's the city that never (laughs) sleeps and it's virtually asleep so it's it's definitely it's bizarre but I don't know. I'm really lucky to have a nice apartment with like a, a patio. I get fresh air and I don't know. I'm actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading more books. I'm working on more passion projects that I've been slacking yeah. on for years. And I think that's what a lot of comedians are, are doing right now. I feel like they are going stir crazy and they're pretty, like, I mean, Matt O'Brien is being, he's hilarious. Like he's creating so much content. Like every day I'm just like, how much uh, he's, he's, he's killing it. But, uh, yeah. That is one thing that I think is happening as a result of this is like you said, like a lot of comics who had just sort of those back burner projects or that one thing that you always wanted to write that you just kind of just put behind you for years. You can actually sort of take that out and have a second look at it now and, and work on it and dust it off while all this is happening. I for mean, you, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm very lucky that I did miraculously get a 10 week writing job, like two weeks after moving here. So that's the positive part. I lost, the cruise ship work, but then I got an, a, a great job. So this will cover me through the quarantine thing. And I'm really grateful for it because I know so many comedians are broke right now and they've lost yeah. their work. But um, on top of that, I'm working on, I don't know if it's going to happen anymore, but I am supposed to go to the Edmonton Fringe Festival this August and do my first ever one woman show. So I've been working on that too. And, uh, you know, just generally I've been trying to write a book for like a gazillion years. So I've got that in my, uh, in my uh, in my bank too, and I'm hoping that when this is all done, we all have an amazing new uh, set of jokes that we could go out to the world and tell. Well, and that's the thing too. I mean, talking earlier about how you know you're you're well known for being such a well-traveled comic, and I mean, every comic taps into their own life, of course. But for you, it's very much you're someone who's constantly living new things and going new places and trying new things. How much when you do finally get back on stage? 
how much do you think this whole thing is going to change your viewpoint as a comic? Because now all of a sudden everyone has been forced into this exact same shared experience and everybody's going to sort of be talking about the same thing. That's true. I don't know. Maybe things will go in perspective for some people. Maybe some people won't want to be comedians after this. It was already so grim and so little money for so many years. And then to go into a place that, that's even darker with even less money. I don't know. People might come out the other side and be like, what am I doing in my life? Yeah, I think maybe. Comedians and all this. I think we might yeah. actually lose some. We might. And I think a lot of people, you know, comics who, and I mean, we hope as many comics stick around as possible, of course, but we don't know what things are going to look like. I think a lot of comics who don't normally talk politics or, you know, social commentary on stage might sort of feel more compelled to do that. Now, a lot of comics might be coming back and quote unquote, getting political after this, you know? Oh yeah. I could definitely see a surge in political uh, comics after this for sure. Um, Cause we won't have anything. It's not like we're going to have a lot of personal stories. Like, I'm not going to yeah. be like, hey, I went on this date last week. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of day-to-day stuff that we can't, we won't have any stories about. Yeah, it really was. Like, like, all me interacting with my fridge and my kettle. <laughs> I, relations with it. I could talk about how there's now bras on my desk and I don't even care. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how weird that is. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where this goes, but uh, Walker Joe, thank you so much. I'm I'm just glad to hear that you're safe and sound in Williamsburg, and you're writing and just working on the stuff you want to do. And I mean, eventually we will see you back on stage. It's just a matter of when and what that'll look like, you know. Yeah, totally. And it's so nice to hear from you. By the way, I'm happy that you're safe, and everybody, hopefully, everyone in Toronto as well. Toronto's a special place in my heart. Well, hopefully we'll, once once shows are happening again, hopefully we'll see you back in town here this summer at the latest kind of a thing, but we'll just, we just have to ride it out and see what happens. We got to ride it out, everyone. We got to ride it out. We got to keep getting our push notifications on our phone, letting us know, hey, guess who got it now? And uh, <laughs> hopefully soon those notifications will <laughs> go down. That's, that's all we can We'll be in touch soon. Christina Walkinshaw, thank you so much. Thanks, Christina. All right, thanks, you guys. All right, we'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is the end. Beautiful friend. And welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am, of course, am Dean Young, joined from somewhere in the city by my producer, Vince Podesco. How are you doing, Steve? What the hell was that? You forgot your name? You're hanging in there? I know. See, I've been off the air for two weeks and I forget my own name. It's crazy that this is what uh, we got to do nowadays, but I guess we are following suit with everybody else with this remote broadcasting and social distancing. But I mean, as they say, the show must go on. So, well, it's, it's kind of like how, you know, non essential businesses had to close. Yeah. In the world of news talk radio, I guess we were deemed non essential broadcasting. <laughs> we can't, we aren't allowed. We aren't allowed in the studio. Yeah, we aren't allowed in the studio unless you have direct important news to give people during this quarantine, which uh, obviously. Maybe 11 o'clock, here's who's dead. 
That's yeah. not us. Apparently, we're hoping we can put a smile on your face and let you, you know. Well, and that's the thing, you know. There's no shortage of comedians across Canada and the U.S. right now, friends of the show that are, you know, have nothing but free time on their hands right now, realistically. So yeah. we're going to have all kinds Don't of guests coming up. <laughs> you know, we're going to have lots of people passing through the phone lines uh, the next few weeks while this is going on until we jump back in studio. And season four just keeps cruising along. Yeah, hopefully next week for next week's episode, we can reach out to the West Coast or anywhere else in the world. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of going to be our new normal and uh, what the show's going to look or, or sound like, essentially. Uh, yeah, we had uh, we got a bit of the East Coast perspective today um, from a couple of our friends, Don Prey here in Toronto, Christina Walkinshaw out in New York. So next week, maybe we'll check in with Vancouver and L.A. and see how some of those come up. And not just how they're doing during this, but what everybody's working on and what everybody thinks the world of comedy is going to look like when this is all over. Exactly. How are you keeping busy during Corona? Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, there's going to be an influx of new digital series and and uh, recorded stuff and social media stuff and hopefully writing projects. I mean, comics are going to be cranking out a lot of new content in different ways during this, so it'll be interesting to see what sort of floods the comedy market until we do go back to normal, until we are back to sitting comedy clubs every night and and theaters and festivals and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what everybody cranks out during this. Yeah, the one positive is that the creative and comedic mind always needs to work. It needs to create. It needs to come up with something new, so it keeps the juices flowing. Especially when the whole world is on lockdown, living exactly. in some weird semi-apocalypse. Exactly. So we'll see what happens, but we'll be back next week. And, of course, uh, Vince, for our listeners, for everybody who, obviously, you can't get out and watch live stand-up right now, but... Uh, and, and, you know, everybody and their dog has a Netflix special. There's no shortage of comedy to watch online. But don't forget our Canadian comics, too. A lot of friends of this show, a lot of people that we talk to week over week. Uh, everybody's doing stuff online right now. So check out all of our past guests, of course, when you stream our shows on Global News Online. All of those comics are doing something right now on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, download people's albums. Go to sites like 604 Records, Comedy Here Often, uh, comedy records check out those labels and check out what albums canadian comics have out there there's a lot of new stuff even right now now's the best time to download those and of course podcasts too exactly man there's some there's some great podcasts across canada and of course our f- networks like never sleeps network based here in toronto a lot of people in comedy have are still cranking out their podcasts still talking to guests still pumping out their albums so there's there's a wealth of Canadian comedy and independent comedy all over North America that you can check out right now while you're uh, stuck at home with your cats and hopefully a decent supply of toilet paper. There you go. Uh, For those listening tonight, thanks for the support. Thanks for tuning in. That's right. We'll be back next week. So same deal as always. You could tune into us every Sunday night right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And you can stream all of our episodes on Global News Online. I can't think of a better time than right now. And again, thank you to our guests, Don Prey and Christina Walkinshaw. That's our show. Vince, thanks again, buddy. That's it. We will not abandon you. We will be back. free of Toronto in the world. The isolation series continues next week right here on Inside Jokes. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy RX. This week featuring Christina Walkinshaw. I just turned 39. Thank you. Thank you. I like hearing that.
that. Because um, a lot of women don't like to reveal their true age, right? A lot of girls get Botox, just trying to not age. Uh, so far, I'm actually liking getting older, right? And there's actually a lot of perks about getting older, yeah. A lot of perks that they don't warn you about, right? Like now that I'm pushing 40, I'm officially old enough to date one of those guys who clips his cell phone to his belt. It's pretty hot, right? You get a little wet over there, right? I clean up in Marysville. I'm officially old enough to shop at Costco for clothes. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.